Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia. It's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues. Robin, Mark here to talk Bill's news, reviews with a UK twist and the Clash of the Titans went only one way. Five and one. How 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 are you how are you feeling during that? <sighs> Relief, I think, is still the overriding emotion. You got I go into these games and I, it's so stressful, um, especially when you know there were so many times it looked like we were going to throw it away, um, and you know yes, when they they go into the play where we give them the time just before half time the sixteen seconds and they get the field goal again and. And then they've got a minute left uh, in the f- end of the final, the, the final quarter, to score. It's yeah, so I, I love the win, but it's horrible living through it sometimes. <laughs> I think it was the win I didn't know I needed. I think I wanted. I mean, my prediction was thirty-four fourteen because what I wanted was the Bills to go in there and just destroy them. But actually, I think I'm more heartened and more pleased by the way the Bills played because at times they didn't play very well. They left points on the field. There's potentially 10 points easily that they that they could have had that made it easier. But when they were down, and we'll go into it, they came up with the goods. And when they mm. needed to, they scored. And that, fi- that final drive was everything that's good about them. To, to, to have Josh Allen finish it, two Dawson knocks, and then Von Miller be the closer at the end. I think, I think we're all agreed. The road to the AFC Championship now goes through Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that now. It's it's ironic. Obviously, thirteen seconds lost us a game. Thirteen seconds won us a game. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit of irony, right there. It's it's well, quite poetic, isn't it? There was, well. there was a lot. There was a lot of mirroring, wasn't there? I mean, I mean, you, I, I I will take my take my hat off to um, Butker. Kicking a 62 yards. Mm. And I was explaining because I, I watched this with the wife, couldn't get down to London. So I watched it on a jumpy VPN connection on a broken laptop that doesn't work very well because you can't watch it on Sky. And so I was watching it with the wife and I was like saying, you know, I, I, let me explain. The record is 66 yards and he's hit it 62 yards into um, the wind and it hit the net. He either made it from 72. Yeah. Um, I hate I hate that guy. He's good. It's annoying. <laughs> too good, isn't he? But yeah, you, you, you have to hand it to them. That was not. That was. I, I probably thought uh, Chiefs are probably going to lose their ball off the perch a little bit. No, no, they're still great. They're still a very. Oh yeah, they are, and that's what makes they're this win even we beat them even uh, more satisfying. That we yes. and the way that we won is it was kind of like the antithesis of what we did in the playoffs last year. I mean, in a, in that, I mean, defensively mm. playoff playoff game last year, because a lot of people forget that we went to Kansas city and won in the regular season last year. Yeah, um, and this, this playoff game though, we never once laid a hand on Pat Mahomes. He was, you remember all those times that he was allowed to scramble out, extend plays, find, find his weapons. And I know it's different when you don't have Tyreek Hill, but to go in there, the defense that we've managed to create in this in this season, with Von Miller as the addition coming in as that closer, all three major defensive plays directly involved him. 
that we had. And the fact that in this game we were able to rush, on the whole, we rushed three, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. When yeah. you were able to rush three, get pressure on the homes, and drop eight back into coverage, you've got a damn good chance because everyone's covered all the time. He can't find his players. Um, and they're going to make the, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to make plays. You know, yeah. Travis Kelsey is going to make 15, 20 yard passes down the, down the field. You accept that. What they didn't do this time on too many occasions was the massive, you know, the massive trick play that Kansas City liked to do, the massive like eight yard bomb down the field. They didn't do that too much. Defensively, we managed to contain them and stop them a lot more than we did in the in the playoff game last year. That's what we need to recreate. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there was a part of me at the beginning when Obviously, Alan hit the first, what was it, nine passes or something like that on the first drive, did a decent drive, and then went through like 13 incompletes or like two out of 13, next few on there, that I was actually kind of thinking, okay, it's not going to be our day and yeah. all that. But it, it it shows how how this team is actually, what they've actually built with the character, with the um, with the belief in there and the hard work in that they are going to not give up until that until the it goes triple zero in the fourth quarter and um there's it's yeah it's finding finding different ways to win um defenses being as good as the offense is amazing all three phases of the of the team are clicking at the moment and there's still areas that we can make significant improvements. We'd be by no stretch perfect. Mm. Our short yardage situation, our fourth down conversion, our our red zone. We don't throw many interceptions in the red zone, but my God, we don't score enough points for the situations yeah. we get into in the red zone sometimes. That's got to be cleared up. Why we try these stupid, like weird screen passes to Isaiah McKenzie when we're on the eight yard line that go for four that go for a four yard loss. I don't know why we do that as often as we do. We try and get too clever. We've got Josh fucking Allen. Give it to mm. him and like make a design run and get in the end zone. Just happens so often. It's annoying. And my only fear with with things like that is we're gonna have another one of these games like we did last year against the Titans, where we managed to blow a game that we should win. And now we've beaten the Chiefs. There's such a good chance that we get the number one seed. And all playoff oh, games yeah. go through Buffalo. Yeah. We can't afford to throw away winnable games because we dick about in mm. the end, dick about in the red zone and on fourth and short situations. We've got to get better at short yardage. Yeah, mm. you hope that the, the Dorsey's going to spend the bye week just going through what's worked and what hasn't. I mean, on the yeah. whole, I give, give him more than a passing grade uh, yeah. for coming up with. But yeah, he's going to need to spend the next couple of weeks going right. Don't lose your heads. Come up with the come up with the right plays. See if you can get it. Just to touch more because I've seen some interesting things from the running game over the past couple of couple of games as well. Just keep that sort of ticking over. Singletary's been pretty decent. Um, Moss is nowhere. Sorry, my preseason pick was healthy. Was healthy scratch this game, wasn't he? Which <laughs> yes, surprised me. Yeah, yeah, surprised me that. Yeah, yeah like, I mean that's. That. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be here. Going to throw a stat out, and and I I knew this, but you just need to say it out loud. Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. Mm. Incredible, isn't it? All, all for all four years, they've either been the one or two seed, or and they've and the one seed has got beat, so they've ended up playing. They played four at home. And yeah, 
he's not going to know what's going to hit him. I think it. It'll, I, I would like it to be a Bills Chiefs for the sake of the game. It would be great. But what the message has to be is clean up those mistakes, get McKenzie to you know just calm himself down and be be okay, and kind of don't lose your heads. And I don't think they will because I think there's enough scar tissue from previous years, but not too much. And there's enough cool heads in the locker room that will just go okay, one one week at a time. Just, just, just keep keep going because they're now going to be favourites from every game from now on. Yeah, just I think well, I really like the attitude I'm seeing out of Josh Allen though, because all the interviews after this game were all about you've gone in, you've you know, yeah. you've really put a statement now against the yeah. Chiefs. You've got to be favourites. You know, you're going for that one seed, and we're talking about it now about going for the one seed. I get the impression that the attitude in the locker room is still no, we we we've won one game. Yeah. On to the next one. Let's be yeah. one and own next week. Yeah. And mm. that I think is that's fantastic. We've got yeah. and, and because of because of that, I'm almost there's a bit of me that's chuffed that we've lost the game. Yes. Because we don't have that whole palaver about the undefeated season and being six and zero, and and if it I win a couple more games and then it becomes that whole messing around with do you have this undefeated season and the fact that that's not a distraction, I'm yeah. actually kind of chuffed with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think in in the games. I mean, we look at the Eagles and how they're six and zero at the moment. You, would you predict that at the beginning of the season? I mean, you're looking at the the Giants. They're five and one. Yeah, with Daniel Jones. I've no idea yeah. how they are. Well, Brian Dable's a massive factor. Oh, right? it, we knew it, how it, good it, he was going to be. I was but, watching um, the film, and their their defense is just is is just playing so well. For, yeah, for the they've um, they're just hanging around in games, aren't they? They're yeah, yeah they've and, they've and won games that they've had no right to win. Yeah, yeah, and and it brings on it brings on to our narrative. I mean, again, obviously, I guess people probably did or did not see the. Um, the tweet um, that the Bills actually, um, the Bills social media team put out um, about um, Colin Coward. They, they rapidly deleted, I noticed. They rapidly deleted it. I think someone <laughs> saved it. I think I've got it somewhere. But the fact I, that I we, talk, we just talked about the Giants, how they're 5-1, they actually managed to stay in games and all that. I think, I think now you can pretty much wipe that narrative of the Bills not being able to win the close games. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, was never, it was never true to begin with, was it? But it's it, it 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 is just nice. It's one of those games as well that I'm glad we won and we won it in that way, which is we did have to hang around. I mean, the, the I mean, I, I'm going to read another stat out. The the what well, the big turning point just before halftime, third and thirteen, and the throw the the throw to Gabe Davis at the end zone. Oh, well, not that one. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Out of their own end zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Davis, five and five, five, five for five, 99 yards in 62 seconds. And I don't, I don't always subscribe to the, that was the game kind of thing, but it kind of was the game. It changed that, the game. That changed the game, put us up, up in the game. And it yeah. meant that we then just needed a touchdown. You know, later on in the game, you hang around, you can still need a touchdown to win. You're not chasing it. Yeah. It's still within your own, it's still you're in your own hands. And we went down the field and scored. Oh, we haven't even yeah. mentioned the league, but the throws that I mean, the throws that Josh Allen made that the yeah. one to Gabe Davis and the yeah. Stefan Diggs touchdown throws, yeah, rolling out to your right. And it's like there's not even an awful lot of arm strength goes into it, so much wrist in the throw, it's just that mm. unbelievable. Oh, yeah, 
the, the, the Dawson Knox, the game winner, the game winner to Knox. Uh, yeah, well, kind of loop that up over one and then drop it when no one else could catch yeah, it. Absolutely, like, he played him over. If he doesn't catch it, fine, it's incomplete. Yeah, played him open. No one else. Yeah. No, I don't care who you are. I would like no one else is making that throw. You know, it's no. we've got the best two quarterbacks in the league in this game. Yeah, but I would not trade Mahomes for what Josh Allen does. Not in a million no. years. Mm. I think I think you, you, we're looking at it. We we try and dissect the game itself, and we see quite a bit on this offense, which a is improving and b needs work on. Obviously, we talk about the red zone, um, the red zone offense. The last few years has been probably one of the most explosive you have, even if it is just design runs for Allen. But we talked, you talked about it briefly, Robin, and. We I've talked about it and how to actually use it. The fact that this run game has now started coming up and the yep. fact that the success in some of those runs on Sunday were doing that pin and pull where you had either one of the guards or in a couple of instances, Mitch Morse actually getting out yes. in front of Singletary. Yep. That was a staple of Aaron Cromer's offensive line back when he was previous in the bills and yeah. that's where we get our success that's where shady mccoy had his success and just looking at the stat that um the guys over at cover one actually put out in weeks one to five they only used the gap run on 28 percent of their offensive runs use zone run on 67 percent against the chiefs gap run was usage was 50 percent zone rush or zone run was 40. Yeah. So you're seeing how how um, Dorsey is actually now changing the narrative of that offense. Obviously, we are going to be the pass happy um, the pass happy offense that we're going to be. But now we're starting to get that run game, and nine times out of ten now it is going through Devin Singletary, which it's which technically it should really do. Yes, <laughs> you're riding. <laughs> you're riding your riding your hot hand. I mean, he had what? Um, God, yeah. Seventeen rushes for eighty-five yards. Yeah. First game this played, season where he's been our leading rusher. He's yeah. not, he not played, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. he not played eighty-six percent of the um, of the offensive snaps. Um, Gillum, okay, you call him as fullback anyway. He played twenty-nine percent. James Cook only played 10 offensive snaps, 14%. Yeah. It's just the one thing. The one thing it, it feels like it's there's not many games where you see Devin Singletree rush the ball 17 times. Mm. But what I liked was the fact that early on, first half, he was averaging nearly eight yards a carry. So mm. the fact that they kept going to him, I liked it. It's, you know, you against the team like the Chiefs, what's the best way to keep to stop them scoring? Keep their offense off the field. Yeah. If you're doing that by giving Devin Singletary the ball and him rushing it, controlling the clock, we weren't scoring many points because we were asking it out when we got into point scoring opportunities. But um, I, I liked it and it, it showed that, yeah, the point you make about the offensive line is a really good one, Matt. They are, they are hugely improving. You hope that Spencer Brown isn't out for too long, mm. um, but they that, that as a unit looks like it's really coming together. 
and for the they second they're doing a they're, they're coming up with a team specific game plan as well because you mentioned there they they you know they flipped it around for the chiefs they may very well flip it back again when it comes to the packers and for other teams but it's yeah. also showing as well is that they're flexible enough to mm. do different things offensively because you, this second half of the season, that's when the DCs get paid, isn't it? Second half of the season, everything you've done in the first half of the season, defensive coordinators are going to know about. So they're going to have to have plan Bs and plan Cs and so on yeah, um, in order to, to remain effective. Because what you get away with in the first half of the season, you probably won't be able to. You're going to have to come up with other stuff. And that's and that's the staple of a good, a good offence and a good offensive coordinator, the fact that they can mix and match and game plan to specific um specific defenses and on that offensive line for pretty much Dawkins, Bates, Sapphire and Morse all played one hundred percent of the snaps again. Mm. So hopefully say um Spencer Brown comes back quickly, but even in Quesenberry we still got a, a really good serviceable um tackle to bond. You keep those Keep the four of those five, or the majority, especially the insides of Bates, Saffold, and Morse, um, healthy. You've got the basis there to to run the offense, to run the pin and pull, to actually um, adjust. And I think we've hit the bye week pretty much on a on a good note in regards to injuries. Because you've got yeah. the odd niggles and nags here and there, but now we've got pretty much two weeks to the next game. Well, not in two weeks now because yeah, well, uh, two weeks from the Chiefs game, yeah, yeah, from the Chiefs game. We're recording this on a, on a Wednesday, <laughs> but we've got two weeks worth of of rest time and probably light light um, practice to actually um, to recover and all that. So with a, with a certain uh, young Mister Tredavious White, to, exactly, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for practice as well. It's, it's but, actually going to be harsh on whoever whoever's yeah. place he takes because. They've been excellent. Yeah. Kyra Lamb, I cannot speak highly enough of. That kid is unreal. Um, and yeah. whoever, whether I mean, it's whether it's Taron Johnson or whether it's Benford or whoever on the other the other side, um, I think it's it's it's, it's going to be hard to leave somebody out. It's really. Yeah. I think Dane Jackson's been great as well. I haven't. Really he really has. I mean, you could yeah, you, really you has. think about Kyrie Lamb. You have a couple of holds against him. He's a bit, bit, bit physical. He's, but he's a rookie. Fine, forget about it. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to see what they, what they might do. Is they may only give, you know, like the, like the way the sub comes on when he has a bit injury and you come on for the last ten minutes, kind of thing. They, they might really just ease him, you know, ease him in. So it's not, it's not like a case he's going to be an A for B uh, swap yeah. out. But yeah, there's yeah. A, the secondary now is almost one of the it's a nice problem to have isn't it yes no, okay, yeah from, from looking at a possible weakness at the, in, in pre-season it's now possibly Trey comes back like he was before it's almost one of the strengths of the team now yeah I mean it, it raises the question I mean I think I put out there reply to someone on Twitter previously about it obviously you've got you're going to have Davis White in, who are you going to set out of um, Elam, Jackson and Benford? I'm just I'm just thinking, they have said during um, training camp that we're going to try and give Benford some safety snaps. Do you see, could you could you see that? They actually, with Hyde gone, okay, Hamlin's played well, Jaquan yeah. Johnson is, is, is playing well as well, but do you give them for those safety snaps to maybe use him in in different packages? If you do, 
Um, if you do decide to, in inverted commas, drop him from the outside or have him as a second string outside behind um, White and either Jackson or, or Elam, or do you think it should be focus him on one position? It, it it all hinges on what what the team think his aptitude is going to be for the safety position. I think it would be a mistake if they put him in the safety to give him something to do. You should be, you should put him where he's strongest, and if that if that means being a being the boundary corner or maybe being a backup nickel, I don't know. Um, that 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 would be bet that would be best for it. Um, mm. Thinking about what they may or may not do, with Jordan Poyer might factor into that decision, but it, it depends what his aptitude is, I think. I totally agree. If he's got the skill set for it, if he could play as a safety, play him as a safety. Don't just chuck him there for the hell of it because he's a he plays in the secondary and he might be all right. We shouldn't be giving people, you know, like game time experience in a different position in the regular season for me. In a, in a regular season where we're trying to win a Super Bowl, mm. you know, this isn't a development squad. Play safety as a safety. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people get people are going to get nicked up. You know, Elam's probably going to get a nick. Trey Trey might not want to go. So Dane Jackson had a, God got stretched off, didn't he? Again against the Titans, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah. Are going to go, guys are going to go off. They're going to get nicks. They're going to get ankle twisted ankles and stuff. Benford's going to be could very well be be in use, and it's just great to know that you don't really notice too much of a drop off. If yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like people pick on him too much, is it? It's, it's fine. I mean, to be honest, I was, I was, I did have my doubts. I think most people had a bit, of, probably had a bit of um, uneasiness, obviously coming off the back of that um, Steelers game with Elam, um, and what a rookie cornerback did to him, that what Patrick Mahomes could do to him. But let's say he held yeah. up. This whole, yeah. this whole defense did the one twenty points. The one. The one thing I actually um is well grinds my gears as Peter Griffin on Family Guy would say <laughs> um is is the tackling and all that and how many missed challenges, how many missed tackles were there? And one of them yeah. well, Smith, Smith used to broke three tackles to score. Yeah. I think yeah, that was that was poor. That I think if bad. they clear if they can clear that up, then I was still I, I think that no one would be able to throw on us, and the way we've actually improved that, um, improved the run game means that teams are going to have to rely on Allen potentially coughing up an interception or or their fumble to actually at least get back on to get back on offense. And that's really what you've got to like about how well this team is, um, this team is built, and if they can readjust. Really, I'm still convinced that the lack of tackling or the missed tackling is to do with NFL, the rules, the calling by the refereeing and the officiating that there's been recently. Players, you see it all over the league at the minute. There's so many missed tackles because defenders don't know what they can get away with anymore. Mm. Um, whereas before, someone like Smith Schuster, you had three defenders piling into him. They would have absolutely nailed that guy. But this season that's pass interference or it's um, hit on a defenseless receiver all day long. And I, I genuinely, I wouldn't I'd hate to be a defensive player at the moment. I think it's nigh on impossible to know what you can and can't do because mm. it's, you're just going to get called on it nine times out of 10. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's like almost in all sports, what really annoys people about the cause. And we haven't mentioned the cause yet 
it's the consistency. You can argue all day about whether the line should be here or whether it should be there, whether it, you know, you're going to let players play or you're going to, you're going to throw flags for everything. It's when you get a flag for what's nothing. I mean, you know, Kelsey got a flag for offensive pass interference that I just thought was, was ridiculous. Dion Dawkins had a blatant hold that didn't get, committed a hold that didn't get. And the, the, Chiefs O line was holding all day, and, and the, the, the trip, the trip that got there. You mentioned the trip. I mean, it was ridiculous in front of the referee. Yes, uh, how do you miss that? that the, 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 it's the inconsistency of, of that's a flag, but that isn't a flag. Yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. don't even know what what your what you did, what the discipline is. How how, how do you even guard? Yeah, and you, you're getting it now mid season with things like roughing the passer. Some of the like they've reviewed it and they're like doing things with the play call to clarify what it means. How do the referees, are we getting five, six weeks into the season? The referees don't know the rule. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, but it's been, it's, it's been this way with NFL officiating for years. Yeah. That it's terrible. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, I don't feel like, I mean, I feel like we're so good that we've got away with some of the terrible calls that we've experienced in this game. But that trip yeah. was like, it's, yeah. How on earth are you missing that? Yeah, that was their only yeah. sack in the game as well. It's annoying. Yeah, it's 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 not, and it's not something you can review. There's no. other things that are reviewable, but you can't review a bad call, can you? There's almost no. there's almost nothing you. you, you no, and I don't, and I I'm I'm really reluctant to go down the rules that some like some like Rich Eisen, for example, he wants to make every play reviewable. Mm. Um, but I think it's been proven that. You, you, as they did with pass interference a couple of years ago, where they made that reviewable, so coaches were challenging it, and the referees, like ninety nine percent of the time, just stuck with the on field call because yeah. that's what protects their own their own like jobs, right? Yeah, and um, yeah. I think you do that in uh, maybe the trip would get called because frankly that was that obvious. Um, but I think the vast majority of situations they're going to just stick with the wrong decision that they made on the field, and it's. Yeah. Or you, or you end up with everything basically being reviewed by New York. So instead of yeah. it being a, a rule about... Get rid of the umpires. <laughs> you mentioned VAR to, to anyone. It started off as being clear and obvious, and it's just, oh, let's just spend five minutes looking at a replay and they'll decide what the call is. Rather than it being an overturn, it's just uh, let's yeah. let, let someone else decide it for you. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL, the end, uh, yeah, I don't want the NFL to go to that degree. I don't want yeah. it to be where everything you tell the umpires, oh, you need to review this. But... There is an argument that you know these guys are paid well. They still need to be able to see really, really bloody obvious calls. Yeah, mm. I mean, what what we need to talk about is the underappreciated or the under the radar um, silent silent heroes of this team. Obviously, Matt Milano is is one of them. Yeah, oh. um, probably the best. I, I think there's an argument to say that he's now the best off the ball linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Just oh, what, what a season he's having! Yeah, he's he's everywhere. Yeah, and another and another yeah, name. Know, they, they don't make that interception at the end. You get Von Miller sets it up. Milano covers Mahomes. He forces Mahomes to make the throw. Taron Johnson comes in. It's like a, it's it's just it's just like a clockwork thing, but it doesn't work unless Mahomes sees Despite. Milano steam, steaming in. Yeah. Uh, to put him on his back. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's the way to to beat. Mahomes is actually um yeah we some people blitz three some people blitz four no, but had, had that spike. there for a second <laughs> <laughs> but it's having that spike because obviously rushing three 
rushing in four and having Milano as as a spy is pretty much the way to to beat Mahomes in there. And I think yeah. not only that, I mean, Ron Miller, he had nine pressures, um, two sacks, a 25% win percentage. But the one thing, and this is going throughout the whole season, the one that's definitely under the radar and the one that's really helped this defense, helped Von Miller, helped Matt Milano and all that, is Daquan Jones. Yeah, I you were going to say that. Yeah, he's doing brilliant. He's getting double teamed all game as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this season, this season he's had 231 snaps, more than any other um, defensive lineman, 12, sack, 12 tackles, eight stops, three sacks, two quarterback hits, seven hurries, 78% double team rate. And part of the reason why we've got the number one rush defense and the number one DVOA, which um, defense. Hmm. And just picking up that, and as we keep saying, the rotation yeah. really makes makes Leslie Frazier. He should be a head ca- head coach candidate, but oh, thank, thank God, God he's thank God he's not. Yeah, hurrah for racism. Hurrah, all the all the owners are racist. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so pleased that they are. Yeah. It's, yeah, um, it's, it's worked, worked beautifully for us. Because it's it's um it's unbelievably ridiculous that he is yeah. the head coach. When you consider that someone like Todd Bowles is currently the head coach, and like the guy has never proven that he can be a head coach whenever yeah. he's been one. Some of the people mm. that are in this league that had coaches and yet the best coordinator last season for any team isn't a head yeah. coach. It's brilliant that yeah. he's still a bill. I think we've yeah. got to like we've got to appreciate it because there surely can't be any way he's still our DC next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean our our um points differential it was ninety one it was plus ninety one before the Chiefs. It's plus ninety four now. Yeah. And they've and got it better still... and they've got better <laughs> as well. It's, they've, got, it's... they've got even better from last year. I think we're we're pretty much first or second in almost every category, aren't we? For, yeah, for... pretty much. I'm yeah. just getting up the So I mean again you you hold the Chiefs to twenty points in their own yard. Exactly. Let me have a look. Defensive stats here. Let's have a look. Team defense. Where are we ranked? I mean, rushing, 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 rushing. There we go. Um, we are. Uh, oh, change. There we go. We're top. We're number one against the run, conceding only five four hundred and fifty-seven yards. The next team after that is the 49ers with 525 yards. Uh, no, hold on. Let me change that again. That's... No, next one is Raiders and Titans, sorry, at 516 yards. Just put that into the into that, and then, obviously, passing, we are ranked... Well, we, we're actually ranked 11th. Against that, I guess thanks to Mahomes and Kenny Pickett, the last couple of games on there, but um, but overall points and all that points against only eighty one, eighty one points against all season. Yeah, which is that's mental, isn't it? We're averaging yeah. thirteen and a half points a game. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. So six, so at the six, minute, we, points. Yeah. We, if we score two touchdowns in a game, we're winning. Yeah. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely mental. 
And we have the exactly. number one stroke number two defense. And we've got the best, uh, we've got the best yeah. offense in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> on that. <laughs> just keep your heads, lads. Just keep your heads. Just one, one game. We've got, the, we've got the best offense in the game and we only need to score twice to win every match. It's just ludicrous. Yeah. yeah. I think leaving on, leaving on that, with, with that offense, I think we do have to have a bit of a Josh Allen loving for that game. Oh, can we? I'm here can for we? it. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what more can you say about the man? Josh Allen him, jumping him, over him things. Him run off the field and, and hand, his, um, hand his cap and hand the, hand the ball to the fan and the, the crowd. And then he, he posed for the photograph and she couldn't get the photo. So he took the phone off her and like jiggled it round and then like posed for the... I love, he can't just do anything nice wrong. As well. just, he can't do anything. Just, I, I love. I just yeah. He's just incredible, isn't he? He's, he's just. And it's just the hurdles. I mean, oh, how, I love know, Josh, Josh Allen jumping over things. Is just brilliant. I love yeah. it. It's such a thing. The um, the uh, even as part of the leap as well, he even sets it up by like doing a little shimmy to get Sneed off him as well. Yeah. So he does that. So just before he does the leap, he shakes off one one player and then goes into the leap as well. It wasn't just a leap. He did. He, did, he even added something as a as a bit of an hors d'oeuvre. It was. Yeah. I mean, just 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 some of just some of the stuff here. I mean. Against the Chiefs in the last three games against the Chiefs, including that postseason um, game, he's gone for 973 pass yards, 10 pass touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 129.6 passer rating. He's. I don't care what you say, Matt. He's good. Yeah, don't try and bring us. I know, I know what you say about him buying closed doors. Uh, <laughs> I say he's above average. It's above average. That's for, <laughs> that's for sure on that one. Yeah. But, if only, if only we'd mean, taken Baker Mayfield, eh? Oh, yeah, know. Know. tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. But 1,980 1, yards passing this after week six. That's what nearly 200 more than Matt Ryan of the um, of the Colts. But the interesting stat, and this is going to blow your mind. Obviously, total yards this year, Bills are top with 2,645. Eagles are second, 2,367. Browns are third with 2,310. Tied fourth are the Chiefs and Saints with 2,294. Sixth is Josh Allen with 2,237. <laughs> In sixth place, did you say? By in himself. sixth place. <laughs> by himself. In the NFL this season, Josh Allen's got the sixth most total yards Yeah. in in the NFL. <laughs> that's pretty much, what, that's, what, one, two, three, that's pretty much better than 28 other teams. <laughs> pretty much. And, all right. and, all right. and, yeah. and just as, and it's just his numbers. I mean... Really, what else can you really say? Since 2021, um, on vertical routes, he's got 30 touchdowns, eight more than any other quarterback. When he's outside the numbers, so outside, obviously, the hash marks on there, um, in 2022, this year, he's gone 809 yards first, tied first in touchdowns with seven touchdowns. This The guy... You might as well just almost call him the MVP right now. It's all—it's almost there. There's no throw he can't make. 
He can't and, be easily sacked. He's man He's clutch. There's not go, really much he can't do. He's he's the best. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes, he is. Yeah. If you go through his, if you if you actually um go on the pace and what he's actually doing at the moment, by the end of the season, he'll pass for about five thousand six hundred ten passing yards, breaking the um, all-time record by Peyton Manning by 150 yards. Okay, Manning... Is that, is that, is that what your single-season passing yards record? Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't, didn't, didn't, I Peyton Manning's got it for a single season. Yeah. Well, okay. cool. um, and yeah, take Peyton points. Manning's touchdowns in the first five years of a career as well. Isn't Peyton Manning was in like fourth place or something? Yeah, a certain number of touchdowns. He's just he overtook Peyton Manning. He's only got a couple of people ahead of him, hasn't he? And obviously, Manning did it at sixteen, but Josh Allen's doing it with pretty much probably you could probably say fifteen games. The amount of um, yeah, yeah. quarters he's actually sitting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His forty-eight touchdowns would be tied for fifth all time. He's on pace for seven hundred twenty-eight rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns. Needs to step it up. Yeah. I mean, needs to step it up. Needs more rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Think of my I mean, fancy team. <laughs> I mean, even Stefan Diggs, he's he's on pace at the moment for over 1,800 yards. He's had um, a great year as well, hasn't he? He has had a great year. Game Devin Singh. I think Dorsey's unlocked something, hasn't he, with Diggs? He's got, he's, yeah. he's figured something out that, that maybe Dayball was overlooked or whatever. But Dave, um, Devin Singletary's on on pace for twelve hundred yards from scrimmage. Von Miller's be... averaging sack a game, so he's you're more than likely going to get a double di- double digit sacks from him. Even Greg Russo, we could have we could have this year two defensive ends with double digit sacks, two um, pass catchers with over twelve thirteen hundred. Um, yards a running back with over 1200 yards from scrimmage and a quarterback that's actually thrown for over 5600 yards. They might as well just give us the Super Bowl now, really. Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not bother playing the season, let's just do it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just easier that way. Oh, if only we could. No, we've got plenty more Sundays and Mondays and back to back Thursdays to enjoy. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. enjoy it while we can because we're going to see some quality stuff. We've got we've gone in at the right time, bye week on the right time, um, five and one on there. Um yeah. obviously this this is the first obviously the first night game we actually had at the bell. Um and there was about forty to fifty people for yeah. a nine twenty-five game. Usually we get that sort of amount, maybe just a tiny bit less at six PM games, but to get that amount and I don't know how the bell was still where she um standing after that, <laughs> after that interception. Um oh, we all saw the clips. Yeah, you've just got to look at at what it is and what we're actually um what this this this, this team is actually building and how much that going forward we are gonna be the most exciting team in the NFL potentially for the next good two or three years, not just this complete season. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you watch like the like the late games. I usually get up Monday morning, watch like the the, the late game Tuesday morning, watch the, watch the Monday night. And it always used to be when you watch the the Bills during the drought during the drought, you just kind of go, okay, well, at least it's going to be a good game I can watch with the with the late and Monday night. <laughs> now those games are dull and boring, and you just you just see mistakes and just slop, sloppy oh, play. And it's, the, the Bills one, are just like the most watchable team now. The one so the one cool. thing that I've that I so appreciate doing this pod over the long. Snapper that I've managed to get a plug in every time I'm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously I have to I have to focus on the other 31 teams as well. Is that there are an awful lot of terrible, terrible teams out there at the minute. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a handful in the AFC. There's one or two, and even those one or two in the NFC, like with the Eagles and the Giants, there's still quite a lot of, you know, is Jalen Hurts really that good? Yeah. Is, is this sustainable for the Giants? Are they really a five and one team? Mm. Um, who's who's the really good? Who's the really good team in the NFC at the minute? It's not the Bucks. It's not the Packers. Yeah. Is it? Is it the Eagles? Are they the really good team? Because I'm not worried about playing Jalen Hurts. He had just over hundred yards in this game. Yeah. yeah. Like if if Josh Allen can have his way against the Eagles and that secondary, which is very good. Um, I'm not like if we if. Like the way it feels at the moment, and obviously a huge amount can change. If we can get out of the AFC, there isn't anyone in the NFC that I'm worried about. Yeah, I think I think obviously Bucks and Bucks and Packers within the next Ish. six weeks are going to be the the litmus test. To be honest, on there. I mean, if we can, but the, pa- the Packers are terrible at the minute. They're also rats. Yes, yeah. really, I mean, really poor. Rogers looks like he's just—he just doesn't have it. He, he, well, I tell you, he looks like a guy who, who hasn't practiced and he hasn't played preseason. Yeah. He looks like a guy who's on his first day with the team. He doesn't. There's no communication. Oh, I, I, I saw something on Twitter about Tom Brady as well, which seems mean, but it's Tom Brady, so it's fair. <laughs> but it's um, you know, he's come back for this season. It's cost him his marriage, and he's got a worse QB rating than Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is the litmus. <laughs> I like I mean, we... Yeah. Those those two games are, as I say, are the litmus, mainly because if we can put pretty much a stamp and a statement on those two games, then you're right. No one in that NFC really will be able to step up and actually um, and really challenge the Bills in this um, in this season. To be honest, the games I'm 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 more worried about is the Jets coming up um like they look they look a little bit spicy um yeah and the bengals it's afc teams yeah it's patriots will always always play hard as well won't they you got four get four games there two patriots two jets that yeah i'd favor the bills in all four but oh. they, they won't be walkovers they'll they'll be they'll, they'll hang around yeah yeah so before before we sign off, any anything else you want to uh, to say? Um, only that, uh, just a bit of a uh, shout out to the punter. Um, he would be, I think, it's in the top eight in highest average punts in in the season in terms of average distance of kick, but he hasn't punted enough to qualify. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Um, just, just a bit of a shout out for him. He's doing a fine job when he gets yeah, the chance, yeah, but um, he's he's mainly a holder. 
Um, yeah. and, 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 and I'm fine with it. And the amount of times that he's punted the ball and it's caused a muff at the other end, he's he's clearly doing something well. But yes, Josh Allen has more touchdowns than we have punted still this season. Yeah. Rob, Robin, anything to add? I, I, I only that my preseason prediction that the Jets would finish second in the AFC East, which I remember being very controversial at the time, does seem to be playing out. And that the Dolphins, after beating the Bills and going three and I have lost three in a row. I know, I'm delighted, delighted about I, that. I, just, yeah. I couldn't have him to a nicer fan base. It's, it's like, and you, you look at that game and all the injuries and the weirdness of that game with the heat and the injuries that went on and some of the plays that we that we gave up and the, the arse punt and like not yeah. managing to get it over the line. Strange game, but the way we've responded to that game as the team, like it, it goes to show how not all not all victories are the same. Yeah, and we mm. we came out of that almost with like the moral victory because we should have won, and everyone knew we should have won, even in defeat, mm. with the amount of yards we put up and what we the adversity that we had. The way we've responded from there, because after you lose that game, and you think, oh, you know, we've got we had like the Ravens next and all of a sudden you think we've got to play well here. And um, the way that they've responded to it just goes, that's the difference in the squads. That's the difference in the coaching. That's the difference in the culture. And it just shows that we're set up for a run at the Super Bowl, and they're still a million miles away from it. Yeah. yeah. And obviously we're going into the bye week. So what, what I think I might do is actually let's, we open up, let's ask fans for questions. Let's have yeah. a a mailbag. Let's hope that if you listen to this, get us on on Twitter at um, at rwbb underscore podcast. What what should we have the hashtag as? UK UK bill UK mail. Or yeah, that, that, that's an off, that's an offline conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not do a live workshop of ideas. <laughs> uh, let's let, let's. Tweet us on that. Um, send any messages in, questions that you want in, and we will actually uh, we'll answer them. Obviously, the socials are there as usual. Obviously, you've got Robin and Mark, myself on on Twitter. You've got at UK underscore Bills, which we've actually started growing. We had loads and loads of followers in the last few days. Um, obviously, when it's on, keep going down to the Fitzrover Bell. Obviously, Junior Jackson, sometimes it's Sometimes it was Bunny Jackson's up in Manchester. Um, just keep supporting and actually um, and and subscribing. And all I could say is for Robin, Mark, and myself, Matt, says good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening. And let's go Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Love you, Josh. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about Mark. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.